You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes. Big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni plus the original plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. Look up in the sky. It's that bat signal. It means we got a beach bet courtesy from Mike Valenti. Sent it into the group chat earlier today. Uh, I think he was looking over lines at breakfast. <laughs> Call him a degenerate, but pot calling the kettle black. Here we are. It's Cash the Ticket Thursday edition. We will have Kenny Sir Puxalot. He has a hockey selection tonight. If you've missed it, Sir Puxalot, Evan Jenkins, the producer extraordinaire for this thing, he dropped some stuff for the Honda Classic. Not a golf guy. I'm pretty sure it's the Honda Classic. And Evan has done a nice job. First couple weekends, even last weekend, he was in the hunt. You want to listen to those, make sure your notifications are on, subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, subscribe, the whole deal. And if you want to send questions in, comments, we do a mailbag at least once a week, sometimes two or three times a week, cash the ticket podcast at gmail.com. I have a college basketball play. We'll give you Mike's college basketball play, and then we'll get Kenny caught in here. But I do want to start with last night because last night, we were on the precipice of a 2-0 and night. And the one I was more nervous about, LSU, delivered. It's the kind of team we back on this podcast. Losers of 14 straight. They're playing at home. They've been blown out a ton. But guess what? On that night, with a weird line, they won the game outright. LSU topples Vandy. We go 1-0, and looking to make it 2-0. and And then the Florida Gators happen. And let me tell you, this has been a debilitating feeling, whether it was Kansas on Monday or Florida last night, when you are betting a team and they are getting worked on the glass, you just you feel like you're in quicksand because the number of chances you're going to have to chisel away at a lead, you're like, eh, all right, we're just throwing stuff up at the rim and you're not getting any of the boards. You're not getting a second chance. And the other team's getting a bunch of second chances, which is last night's Florida game in a nutshell. Gators, finding a way to keep it tight. If you bet with us, you had three and a half. Think you had three and a half, right? That's what I was sitting on. And the Gators are down two on defense inside the final minute of the game. They get a stop, right? They're right in this thing. Get a stop, and you got a chance to tie, take the lead. And even if you lose two points, we're fine. They get the defensive stop, give up the offensive board, and one immediately, down five. And you knew. You knew it's over. Turns into a free throw contest at the end. The lead balloons up a little more, and we don't even have a chance in the final 30 seconds. So that's a tough break. If they can just get the board, run a little offense, we're 2-0. But we're not. We're 1-1 after last night. I did text Mike. I go, I hope you weren't watching that game. And he said, no, I'm out at dinner. (laughs) 
I'm not watching Florida, Kentucky. And I said, what's well, a good thing you weren't? He says, nah, don't beat yourself up. That's the side that he would have bet. He said, I would have been on the Florida side too. I want to give you guys a winning night tonight. So we've got my play. We've got Mike's play. Let's kind of like wonder twins activate form of a two and oh night. We'll start with Mike. This is verbatim what he texted over. His beach bet tonight is Wichita State plus two and a half against Memphis. The Shockers are the home team. It's the side we want to play. Short, short spreads. Wichita State with caveats. This is what Mike says. Kendrick Davis might be out for Memphis. He's their entire offensive engine. It's a sandwich spot for Memphis between Houston and Cincinnati. Road rat line late in the year in conference play. 20-7 and seven Memphis only giving two and a half suggests there is no Kendrick Davis. Shockers are a balanced team and they're playing at home. If Davis plays, he says, do not bet this game. But this is the play for him. Wichita State plus the two and a half with the caveat. Keep an eye on the injury. Full disclosure, I've already bet it because we talk about this in football with quarterbacks. Sometimes the line can tell you who's playing and who's not playing. I think it works the same way with a star in college hoops. If you wait, your prerogative, that's what Mike would suggest you do. But if you wait and it gets confirmed, you may lose a little bit of the value in the bet. So it's all about risk tolerance. Uh, I got to do the show later, so I'm just going to make the bet now and kind of blind fire, leap of faith. Wichita State plus two and a half. My play tonight is Ohio State minus two and a half against Penn State. This is LSU vibes. This is the exact thing we just won on last night. It's a bedrock principle of this podcast. Ohio State is a team nobody wants to bet on. When I shared it in the group chat, Mike's like, I guess it qualifies, but man, does Ohio State blow. Mike, that's kind of the point. LSU, awful team, just won last night. We've done this over and over again. Michigan State, earlier in the week, they are not the better team, and they won the game at home. Ohio State has lost eight straight contests. The last three, ugly, by an average of 20 points. They just shut down their senior captain, Zed Key. He's their center. He's three-year guy, heart and soul. He had been playing through an injury. So you're going, wait, 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 wait. Eight straight, they suck. Their center and leaders hurt. Why are they favored against Penn State, who's at least reasonably decent, 6-11? and 11, They've won back-to-back. They're kind of fighting for some stuff. Why are the Buckeyes favored? Beyond the obvious, they're at home. This doesn't make any sense. That's why we bet Ohio State. And if you want to apply some kind of logic so you feel a little better about it, Key had been playing hurt. He'd been playing hurt since last month. So basically all of January and all of February. And when they just got throttled by Purdue, I think they made the decision, all right, dude, we got to shut you down. Like, you're not effective. This isn't helping us. We don't have them moving forward. So do you rally without your leader? A little bit of Ewing theory. I think if you're concerned about losing a center, this would be one of the few matchups that you could actually get by on. Ohio State, a decent rebounding team overall beyond Zed Key. And Penn State is a terrible rebounding team. And it's all guards. So if you need to go four or five out, if you need to play small, if you need to play that kind of game because you lost your senior center, this is a matchup where I think you can get away with it. Ohio State minus two and a half against Penn State, the second of two plays, form of a two and oh night. So we've got Wichita State and Ohio State. And now we bring in Sir Pucks a lot, Kenny Cott, who, Kenny, if you don't have a pick tonight, 
The whole fucking <laughs> league's playing. If you don't have a pick tonight, we have a problem. I think every single team or almost every single team plays tonight. Yes, we do have a pick. Last night, there was only three, so we avoided it. But tonight, yes, there is a pick tonight. Now, how tempted are you? Used to be, for people who may know this, listen to the afternoon show in Detroit, you used to be king of the over. Overs have gotten so bloated. There are three totals at seven tonight in hockey. Like, just before you give your pick, how absurd has this become? <laughs> it's absolutely absurd. I'm king of avoiding the overs. Now These you things, are. yeah, I, it's I saw. Minus 120 to take a team at seven goals. I don't think I saw more than one or two sevens all of last year when I was betting overs. Now it's a com- every single day in the hockey slate, you're going to get a seven. Today you had like, what, three or four? Three. Three of them, and one of them's Jeez. at minus odds. It's the Edmonton uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh. It's odds on a minus seven over. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess some of that's Connor McDavid. Anyway, you've avoided the totals. What are you playing tonight? Tonight, there's a couple of games that I was interested in. The one that jumped off the page, though, was the Sharks. They're at home. They're actually underdogs at home, which is unusual. Um, Lately, I've been trying to do the road dogs because there's been a couple of decent ones, but Sharks money line plus 105. I think it actually just moved to even money. So you might have to grab it at even money still. It's it's very user-friendly odds. Evan, if you're hearing this, that means get this up quick for people. Get this up as quick as you can before it changes. Highest priority. I mean, I would bet it up to like a basketball pick em, but honestly, both teams, this is going to kind of be a, an offensive game. Both, both teams struggled massively defensively, especially uh, the Nashville Predators. Uh, Philip Forsberg also out. That's their leading scorer. Ryan Johansson also out. One of my favorite stats here in the last 10 games, the high danger chances for percentage for the Sharks, fifth in the league. That means what they're doing is getting a lot of really nice chances, not a lot, of, not allowing the other team to score a whole bunch of those either versus Nashville's 16. So there, there's a pretty good gap between those two numbers. Also, since the sixth, the Nashville Predators are 30th in expected goals for percentage. Again, another offensive metric that the Predators are bad at because, Jesus Christ, they, they might be one of the worst offensive metric teams since losing guys like Philip Forsberg and Ryan Johansson. Obviously, uh, big needle movers there. Well, and for them, you look at them, it's so dependent on Roman Yossi. He does everything for them on the blue line. It's like, hey, if your best point producer is a defenseman, no disrespect to Roman Yossi, you're probably not a great offensive juggernaut. He, he facilitates, but you need to have guys that finish, and they just don't have those guys. He's one piece, and they're missing a whole bunch of pieces. UC Saros might be the only thing that keeps them in the game. If the Sharks can produce at home, you're getting plus odds. If you can find them, even money, still take it. That's the pick for, for The today. only hang-up I have, and this may be cleared up by the time it's posted, Timo Meyer, day-to-day, I think he's going to play, and I saw the same with Hurdle. I mean, those are two top-line point producers. Meyer is great. Mike likes to throw caveats so people don't yell at us if, like, Meyer gets scratched and then the pick's off. If Meyer's playing, you love plus odds San Jose at home. If Meyer's is if Meyer is playing, you love the plus odds. Even if he's not playing, I still think the Sharks offensively are much more of a wagon. Look at Kenny saying, F it, I don't care. I'm not, no caveats here. So let me throw one at you then. You're, you're, you're only responsible for your pick. Yes. But I just want to ask a question. Go for it. As a guy who is also betting hockey, wants to make money, and sees something that jumps out. Yeah. Canucks and Blues. You whiffed on the Canucks this week, mm-hmm. but I think you could go right back to them. They're plus 104 in St. Louis, and I, I mean this, I don't think St. Louis should be favored against a professional team. They are minus <laughs> 120 tonight, and I think they have been crippled when they traded away heart and soul Ryan O'Reilly. They've been outscored 15-4 to four since the trade last three games. They are done. They're going to sell probably more between now and the deadline. I think they are waving of the white flag. This is a group that 
They're going to have to hit the reset button on him. I mean, look at that cup run that they went on several years ago. Ryan O'Reilly was one of the key pieces of that. You, you said it, heart and soul. That's exactly what Ryan O'Reilly was. Now that he's gone, now that he's in Toronto, I mean, they, they just haven't looked the same. I've, I've watched their games. I try to kind of gauge how they would look in cell mode. They've looked like dog shit. I saw a stat. It was right around the time of the trade. There was, and I don't even remember which fancy hockey metric stat it was, but essentially Ryan O'Reilly was getting so much bad assist luck. Like he was setting up his teammates for grade A chances and they were fumbling the bag over and over again. Well, what happens? He goes to Toronto. You stick him on a competent team yeah. and all of a sudden you put talented players around Mitch him. Mitch on one side, John Tavares on the other. He had a hat trick the other night. And, and St. Louis now doesn't even have someone feeding those poor wingers, it's like, dude, yeah, you're going to lose by two, three goals every single time. I yeah, know that, the that, Canucks aren't good. I know they're a bad hockey team. They give up a ton of goals. Their penalty kill is atrocious. But I feel like between these two teams, but what the Canucks, I back the Canucks. The Canucks do something very well. They actually produce some decent high-danger chances. They kind of pepper the goalie. They have terrible goaltending. Mm-hmm. That's their biggest uh, That's their biggest lockdown. But, like, honestly, if you're looking at it, I like uh, no, I, I like Vancouver a lot in that spot. Okay, so you aren't making that your official play, but I'm just no, throwing no, no, it out no, no, for no. people who, on a night where there's hockey, 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 if you want more than one, I kind of like Vancouver plus odds. Yeah, there's a couple of options here. I like the Sharks at home. All right, and there you have it. Hockey, hockey, hockey. Couple basketball plays. Cash the ticket. You want to drop us an email, a mailbag. We like to do it at least once a week, sometimes two or three times a week. Cash the ticket podcast at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe, notifications on so you get the hockey bet before the line moves, before you're on the wrong side of things. It's cash the ticket. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.